Hi, this is Commissioner David D'Archangelo, and welcome to Career Views, a podcast of the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. Hi, everyone. This is Naara Caraballo, and I am one of the ADA specialists for the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. I am so happy to be here today with Carrie Davidson and Kara Sittig, both vocational rehabilitation counselors. And I'm also here with Carol Collins, an employment services specialist. How are you, how are you all doing today? We're doing very well. Thank you for having us. Great. Thank you all for being here. Um, so please tell us, how does MCB determine that someone is ready for vocational rehabilitation services or VR services? So how we determine somebody, if somebody's ready for VR is really individually based. Um, initially, it's usually a, a conversation that we have with the client to determine, you know, what their previous experience is, what they want to do, and also where they're at with their vision loss. Um, that's going to be a huge factor just because if they, if they need additional supports or, or accommodations or technology, we kind of have to get those things into place um, before you know, they could go into the employment field. Kara, you want to add anything? Sure. Um, we could get people coming to us um, that have received services in the past as well, or they're, like Carrie said, they're brand new to blindness. So um, just meeting them where they are and thinking about their past experience. Um, another huge factor um, in determining if someone is ready is other health conditions, housing situations, um, a need for additional education or training. So like Carrie said, it's very individualized and there is a lot that goes into it. Um, and we, someone may say that they're ready. We may not agree. Um, so that's a whole other um, situation too, is kind of getting on the same page of um, what that should look like, um, but without, you know, telling someone they're not ready when they believe they are trying to get them to sort of see it for themselves. Great. Um, that was valuable information and thank you. Um, that actually leads to my next question. Let's talk a little bit about how does MCB determine where a candidate starts and what is the right direction for that person? Sure, I think it goes back to, um, like we just mentioned, their past work experience and transferable skills. Um, if their um, you know, home life is stable and some of the things we just mentioned, if if everything is in place, um, you know, where they could start. And it, it also depends on their goal. So um, if they just want to get right to work, um, you know, we could just make sure that basic needs are met and we can look at entry-level positions. But if they um, have a goal of, you know, school and higher degrees and that path, um, you know, that would be a different road. I also wanted to add, sorry, Carrie, and you can um, jump into because I think we are on the same page here is that some people use assessments in this type of situation, which is great. Um, a lot of it also just has to do with getting to know the person. Um, so um, what's the right direction is you could do a more formal type of 
um, situation, but I think a lot is just is continually meeting with the person and getting a feel for um, who they are and what their goals are. Yeah, I, I agree with Kara, and I think it is. It has to be so individualized because each client is so different, but the counselors are also different. So, you know, it can come down to like style. Some counselors may be more formal with the assessments and evaluations, where others it might be a lot of conversation back and forth, maybe involving family members or other team or providers who are working with the individual just to make sure that, you know, their goals are actually attainable and that they are going in the right direction. Okay. Um, as you as you both mentioned, um, it all depends on the specific goals of the consumer client. Um, so what types of support can a consumer expect during the process of preparing for employment? So this is Carrie. So there's a lot of, of supports that MCB can provide. Um, we have our general in-house supports that we provide, which include adaptive technology, orientation and mobility, rehab teaching, um, and low vision. So those are kind of some of the direct supports. But the VR counselor's role is really to assist the individual with career exploration. So job search, maybe some informational interviews, um, talking with other people in the field that they're interested in to determine if that is the right direction for them. Sometimes we do some interest inventories or assessments just to see what the person's skill levels are. So, you know, can they lift a certain amount? Do they want to do standing, sitting, all kinds of, of characteristics for both the jobs and the employee and try to match them to make sure that, that the individual is, you know, going in the right direction. We also can provide, you know, assistance with schooling and training programs. So if the individual doesn't have the current skills, we can help them obtain that so that they can reach their goals. We offer internship experiences so people can can work in the field and, you know, get experience, but also, you know, get, get the idea of, you know, a, a work schedule and, you know, going there every day and taking transportation and kind of overcoming some of these barriers before they enter into the work, the workforce. This is Carol. So um, at, at some point, the these job seekers are referred to employment services and some of what Carrie said about um, these individuals uh, getting internship experiences, I will often reach out to employers and you know, we'll place them into internships. Um, you know, obviously like Carrie said to learn how to, you know, punch a time clock or whatever the case may be, being, you know, practicing their soft skills, being to work on time appropriate on the job etiquette, but also to kind of um, really discover their strengths and their weaknesses, certain areas where maybe they really do need some work. We do ask the employers to fill out an assessment afterwards, after hosting uh, an evaluation on the interns. And then this gives us the opportunity to really talk with them about some areas where maybe they need a little bit of improvement, or maybe there are areas where they learn that they just are not you know, that's really not the best field for them. On the other hand, they may not realize just how good they are in some areas. So these evaluations help us to um, really, you know, emphasize their strengths and, and let them know that they're going in the right direction. Um, so so uh, internship, job shadow opportunities, those are all very important 
activities that we try to provide for these um, consumers. Oh, that was um, great information. I really do admire the the work that you all do um, as a team. And I myself, I am a witness of the of the work that gets done by the not only the VR counselors, but you, Carol, as a specialist, um, always with the consumer in mind, literally every single day. Um, and I would love for you to discuss what is what if the consumer decides that the direction that they are going in isn't the right fit for them? This is Kara. I think um, Carol can speak to this too, but um, we do see this come up quite often when a consumer is in college, um, that they might start with a um, nursing major and realize that it might not be the best path. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's we don't want to be the ones to say you can't do this because that's not um, the attitude that we want to have. In this situation, um, a consumer is able to see um, when they're in school that that the work might not be um, what they thought it would be. So we do see this all the time and we're able to pivot and, and it happens um, in school and with people that are in training programs. You just realize that it may not work out and that we need to switch gears and it's never a problem to um, switch a major or a training program, um, try out a new internship, um, what have you. Um, yeah, Kara's absolutely right. And, and, you know, we see this when they're in the midst of, you know, searching for employment as well. That is why job um, shadowing opportunities or even informational interviews, we will try to set up informational interviews for the consumers. Um, why that's so important because, um, a lot of times the, the, um, the individuals just don't know what to expect. They really just don't understand the full job description. Um, and then in some cases too, we really need to bring them down to reality. You know, uh, they might think that they have a college education and therefore they're going to automatically graduate and make a six figure income. And we know that, you know, you have to, it takes time. You don't graduate and then become, you know, a director. It, it, you have to start, you have to crawl before you walk. And it's the same with job searching. So, um, so you know, it's just a matter of really, um, you know, staying connected with that job seeker, getting to know them really well. And employment services and the VR counselors are working very closely together as well to talk about what we're each observing um, as these consumers go through their career paths. I also wanted to add, sometimes if a consumer decides that it's not the right path for them, the conversation is so important because it may be that there's barriers that are getting in the way. So, you know, that could be that, you know, maybe they don't have appropriate transportation, child care, there may be something else going on within the family. So sometimes it may be that it's just not the right direction at that point in time. And they need to take a step back to deal with some of the other personal things that are going on. And then they could go forward into it. Yeah, that it's awesome that our consumers, you know, have the opportunity and support to change career paths since we all go through it at some point, right? Um, so now that we know what MCD offers as an agency to the consumer, let's talk a little bit about what are the responsibilities of the consumer during this process. I think it's important for the consumer to know that it's a two-way street and that um, we as VR counselors can only support you so much as you want to be supported. Um, so you, you must keep in contact with us, um, keep us updated on changes, follow through with any tasks that you're assigned, 
um, and do your research. Um, you know, as much as we want to help people and see people succeed, we also need to see people do their part. I totally agree with Kara. Cause I, I, in my own experience, I've, you know, maybe overhelped clients and then you realize they, they start relying on, on us as an agency. So we really have to give them the skills so they can advocate and, and go out and do these things on their own. This actually, um, leads to my next question, you know, since some clients, do you know more than others unfortunately and it's it's a different process for for all of them um when a consumer knows it's time to advance in their chosen career i think that this is kind of you know it's a difficult question to answer because it i think it just kind of goes for anybody you know just because they're visually impaired there doesn't mean that they're you know, in a different place than anybody else would be. I think it's kind of how we all feel. You, you may get to this point in your job where you feel like it's not enough or you want to be doing more or you may just want a career change. So it's kind of very individualized in, you know, if, if you're happy with what you're doing, I mean, you're probably not going to advance your career, but if you have, you know, higher aspirations and you want to, you know, keep advancing and going up that career ladder, it may be that, you know, you know that that's coming, but you still need to do training or education to get there. I agree. And I think um, along the same lines as Carrie said, um, it, I think it's important for someone to maybe have some sort of mentor, whether that's someone in their workplace or not, to give that encouragement that maybe it is time to advance. Um, because at this time in a consumer's career, we may not be involved um, if, you know, they're doing fine and don't really need any assistance. But I think um, it might be helpful for consumers to know that we are available if you're considering advancing in employment, because it could be something that we could get ahead of and assist with. And I also, excuse me, I also think it's important that we, you know, continue you know, to, to um, encourage these individuals, the ones that we know, you know, really have the skills and they're starting off in, in employment. Sometimes they don't always have um, the, the, the appropriate support. Um, they might have family members who are just trying to protect them. So they think that they can just get an entry level job and, and that's it. And, and they can't go any further. So, you know, early on before they even, you know, start looking for that first job, you know, we, we as employment services specialists and VR counselors, we'll talk with them about, you know, what the future will bring, you know, and, and talk with them uh, about being confident, learning the job and, and really, you know, why can't they advance just like anybody else? Oh, that was a great point, Carol. I, I have seen that myself, you know, as an ADA, sometimes I, I hear some of the stories and, I'm very glad you you mentioned that. Um, and now I want to know a little bit about, you know, let's go a little bit more more personal. I want to ask you all, what is the most challenging aspect of working in the vocational rehabilitation field? I guess I'll start. <laughs> um, a couple of things. I think one would be, you know, where I'm out reaching with employers, I might find a job that is the perfect fit for someone that I'm working with. I know they have the skills. I know they can do the job, but they cannot get there. The location is not appropriate or the 
job seeker does not have good travel skills and that's something that you know that they need to work on so you know maybe they could get there if they had the appropriate travel skills whether they're taking you know uber or or lyft or <clears throat> excuse me if it's within the ride or um, the mbta system of course this depends on where you are in the state as well i know perry um, would even have more challenges in her region with uh, you know the western part of the state where there aren't, there's not as much public transportation available but i think that is a huge challenge is you know finding the person with the right skills for a job, but they just are not able to get there, whether it's, you know, the uh, um, the unavailability of transportation or the lack of skills, travel skills. So like Carol said, we're out in the Western part of the state. So we, you know, sometimes our clients experience more barriers like transportation. So those things can be frustrating because we can get everything else lined up, but there's just this one little piece that's missing and it's not the client's fault. Um, so that can be that can be a struggle sometimes. I think something else too is that can be challenging is you know when we're finding the right fit, making sure the employer has a really good understanding of what the individual's abilities are. I think that there's still so much stigma around visual impairments and and employers don't really know what legal blindness is. you know they just think that somebody's totally blind so a lot of what we do is just educating employers and different, you know, community organizations about what what it is to be visually impaired. You know, there's such a spectrum of, of people. So that's kind of, it's a hard part of the job, but it's also one of my favorite parts because you can just see the change that's happening. Um, and I also, so, you know, come across clients who may just have unrealistic goals. So really bringing them back to the starting point and, and having that, that tough conversation about, you know, is this really realistic for you, for your family and the time frame that you're looking at? I agree with the unrealistic goals. That's definitely um, challenging. Um, for me, another challenging um, point is on the front end where, um, so when, when we're referred somebody, it's by age and it's by willingness to work. Um, you could meet the person in there, you know, they want to work, but there's a hundred things you get to check off the list that need to be taken care of. Um, and some people can be in bad areas, uh, bad living situations, not supportive family. So to me, that's the most um, difficult is when you really want to help this person, but there's only so much that you personally can do um, to get them where they want to be. Um, so it's a slow road with, with those type of consumers, but it ends up, like Carrie said, being probably the most rewarding. That's what my next question is now that you mentioned how rewarding this is. What is your favorite part of working in the VR field? So, you know, I just, I, I really love working with uh, the individuals who are really, you know, doing, I mean, I love working with all of them, but the ones that are really doing the research, you know, that they really, you know, want a job, they might get discouraged, but then all of a sudden that job offer comes, that is the most amazing experience because, you know, I or amazing feeling, you know, there have been a number of people that I've worked with and, and I know I'm speaking for all of us <laughs> on this call um, who just get rejection after rejection after rejection and it may take a while and they're down and they're ready to give up and, you know, and the whole world's against them. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, we're, we're saying, oh, you can do it. You can do it. Just keep trying. Um, don't give up. The right job will come. You know, other people without, uh, you know, vision impairment are also getting rejection letters. 
And then all of a sudden they get that job offer and it's just the most exciting. And I, I mean, I've been doing this for six years and I still get so excited when a job seeker tells me that they got a job. And I have to say the last few have been on a Friday afternoon. So it's a great way to end the week. <laughs> so um, that is my absolute favorite part is when they just finally get that job and, and they're so appreciative of, of the help. It's, that's why I do. I love the job. I think my favorite part of the job is just working with each individual themselves because no two people, you know, you could have somebody, you know, two people with like all the same stuff on paper, but then when you meet them in person, they're just so different. And to be able to just watch people grow and adjust to their vision and really figure out like that self-advocacy piece so that they can kind of go out into the community and represent themselves. I think, you know, helping them find direction and purpose, like that's just when you see that happen and like the stars align, it's, it's really amazing. Okay. This is very specific, but my favorite thing is when you call someone who's new to blindness so they're, um, you know, already kind of like weary of your call and blind coming up on the caller ID if it does. Um, and they're kind of agitated on the phone and a little bit um, angry and upset, of course. And when you can win them over and they hang up the phone, like thanking you, or if you're at their house and this situation occurs and they go from being sort of like upset to things are going to be okay. That's my favorite. I agree. That's a huge part of it too. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I really do admire the work that you all do and how it changes lives, you know? Um, And I just want to thank you for the valuable information you provided. Um, Is there anything I missed or something you want to mention before we wrap up? I guess if clients are going to hear this, it's important for them to know that, you know, if, if somebody meets, if a VR counselor meets with them initially and they're just not ready for services, that's okay. Um, I couldn't tell you how many times, you know, we meet with somebody and they're just not ready yet. Um, they haven't adjusted to the vision loss themselves. They haven't, you know, they have some other medical things that are going on that just take priority, but they can always call us back. I mean, we have people who call us back six months, a year, sometimes it's seven or eight years down the road. We can still provide services. So I, I don't want people to think that it's a, a, a one and done, you know, we're, we're always there. So it's very important to, to reach out if, if they do need assistance. Yeah. And just keep an open mind and be yourself and we've seen it all. So, um, I mean, I think sometimes people hold back, they don't want to accept services, but that's our job. We're here to help you. And I think sometimes they feel like they're alone until they talk with us. And then they realize that there's hope and they're certainly not the only one in that situation. And, um, you know, Carrie mentioned earlier the importance of, um, I think it was Carrie who mentioned it, um, a mentor, um, you know, having a mentor, uh, we do have programs to, to assist, you know, to provide mentorships for these um, individuals as well. So, you know, just reminding them that, that there's hope, they're, they're not alone, we're here for them, we're excited with them, we cheer them on and, um, you know, and, and provide them the services that they need where they're at. Yeah, we can help in all areas of living, not just, you know, finding a job. Right. Well, um, thank you all for participating. 
this was great um and until the next time thank you thank you thank you next up mcb career views commissioner's corner with commissioner david darkangela this is suzanne morris and this is the career views commissioner's corner with mcb commissioner david darkangela great to be back with you suzanne we always love talking with you commissioner darkangelo um, this episode was about managing the career ladder and terry kara and carol offered some really good advice for consumers both early in their careers and those interested in advancing what's your best advice for uh, vr consumers both as they enter the workforce but also as they're thinking about their next step yeah your first job is not your last job so really we try to impress upon our consumers that it's a process and uh, really we want to keep our consumers upwardly mobile and get them into the mindset of well i'm going to go to this job and i'm going to be here for a number of years and hopefully get promoted and then that could lead to another job maybe within the same organization maybe within a different organization but to let them know ahead of time that uh there shouldn't be trauma around Oh no, I'm you know I'm moving from this position to that position, which that's a natural feeling to want to have. So we really want to instill in them that that look that's just part of, a natural part of the career path process. And so be ready for that and view them as opportunities. Sure, there will be challenges, but there are also going to be opportunities. And we want to try to keep our consumers upwardly mobile, advancing in their career because that's going to benefit them personally. And it's also gonna benefit the marketplace. It's a win-win. Yeah, and I think emerging out of a lot of these conversations is the notion that if your situation changes, you know, if you are moving up in the career ladder, you still wanna be in touch with the folks at MCB because there are ways that MCB can still be helpful for, um, for someone who's getting in promotion, for instance. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we are trying to breed relationships here over time to aid our consumers. We're your state government working for you. And again, oftentimes people come in, they get an intense amount of services, and then they get a job and they, they think like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to talk to MCB anymore. But then what happens is a year or two later or two years later, whenever it may be, um, all of a sudden they're, they're faced with uncertainty or another situation. We wanna make sure that they know to reach back to us because we have resources and institutional knowledge to bring to bear for them in their situation. So uh, it's all about relationships over time. We've been here for a hundred and something years and we're hopefully gonna be here for another hundred and something years. Uh, so please know that MCB is in your corner and we're there to service you. Commissioner Darkangel, thank you for joining us today. Thanks again, Suzanne. Hope everybody has a great day. Thank you for joining us on Career Views, a podcast of the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind.